the juggernaut. We're just picking up where we left off, correct? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Adding a little more sauce to it. I'm back, but I'm a little bit better. All right. Ooh, all right. I got a text from a DM from Cocat, and he's like, dude, we need you back. I was like, say no more. It's just the culture. You hear a lot of people talk about it. Ray Lewis, Elodi Nada, all the guys who've played here just talk about how special this place is, how family-oriented this place is. Seeing the streets again, seeing how things have changed, the people in the building, I'm blessed to say things came full circle. When you go and you see other different cultures and see how different things are done, I just knew I missed this place. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. It is a busy week in the lounge this week. We got Sashi Brown. We have player signings. I'm telling you what, this is. It, oh, it, you, you left off Ray Lewis too. We had him earlier in the week. We had Ray Lewis, right? Exactly. You forget the goat. <laughs> uh, so a lot going on, but you know, it's it's been fun. It's been a fun week. That just around the NFL, things are wilding out right now. I'll yeah. tell you what. Yeah, this is the craziest NFL offseason that I've ever seen. I, I always love, you know, you, you talk to friends or whoever. They're like, what do you do in the offseason? And I'm like, the offseason, the offseason is busier than the season sometimes. Totally. And this is one of those weeks. So, and, and just as a, at a big picture level, this has been the craziest NFL offseason that I've ever seen. So much movement of marquee players. Like, you don't typically yeah. see that in the NFL. That's more of like an NBA thing where you, you, you talk totally. about quarterbacks changing teams and getting traded and big-time players. So it's been a wild offseason, um, and, and I like what the Ravens have done. You know, they, they've gotten in the action and adding some key players. And uh, one of those guys is the big man, Michael mm-hmm. Pierce. So let's jump right into that interview, a reunion with the Ravens' new defensive tackle. Thrilled to have Michael Pierce back in the lounge and in Baltimore in general. <laughs> uh, we got to start here. The juggernaut. I mean, we're just fully back to embracing it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're just picking up where we left off, correct? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Adding a little more sauce to it. All right. Ooh, all right. In, I like that. In my absence, when I've been gone, I've learned a few things. So, um, <laughs> no, definitely trying to get – I'm back, um, but I'm a little bit better. I love it. I love it. I, You know, I hadn't realized that Suggs gave you that nickname. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that's where it all started. Yeah, yeah. Suggs and LG. Okay. So, yeah, no, nah, man, those were amazing vets to me, obviously. Um, they believed in me, um, and they just showed me the ropes, and they gave me a cool nickname, got a tattooed on my calf. And, Ooh, uh, all right. It's on me for life. When did you get the tattoo? Uh, I think my third year in the league. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're happy to have you back. What Just what's the emotions, you know, returning to Baltimore? Oh, man, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Y'all have the same staff, but, like, just seeing people again, and um, I keep mentioning this, but, like, just the relationships, like, with you guys, Miss Val, Shorty, Manny, you know, people just talk about the coaching staff all the time, but it's just about, you know, obviously as much as the coaching staff and the players, um, for me it's just about, like, life friends and just being great people. So um, just seeing everybody again, Miss Heather, um, Johnny, Miss Tricia, everybody. I right. go on and on about the staff, but obviously the football stuff takes care of itself. And, you know, I'm great friends with, you know, everybody on the teams. Marlon still lives in Birmingham. Ronnie's my boy. We came in together. Um, Chuck was awesome when I was here. We cool. Um, so, like I said, Juice was always one of my favorites, too. Yeah. I got to mention that. That's nice. my guy. So, so um, no, it's just great to be back and great to see everybody. What, like, when you're driving up, when you're 
here? Like, is it kind of emotional? Does it feel weird? Does it feel like you're kind of stepping into a time capsule as you're driving down the road there? You see the castle and you're like, this is, I've, you know, I've seen this a few times before. Yeah, no, like like I said, especially for me, you know, this is kind of like home. I grew into a grown man here. I came here at 22. I left at like 27 or something like that. So, um, you know, just seeing the streets again, seeing how things have changed. Um, like I said, just the people in the building um, explaining to my fiance, this is where I used to stay. This <laughs> is over here. This is over there. Um, first time being in Maryland in Baltimore. But, um, no, it's surreal, man. Um, like I said, for me, I'm blessed to say things came full circle. And that's something I got to see happen with Pernell McPhee. Yeah. And um, just how elated he was to be back his second year. Um, I kind of got that feeling. So, um, like I said, I get to meet the guys again or reintroduce myself to the guys. So that'll be cool. But, um, no, so far so good, man. It's just been it's been a blessing. That's awesome. So take us through the free agency process a little bit. So when you're a free agent, mm-hmm. how does this go? Do you say, hey, you know, if Baltimore calls, you know, I'm listening or like what's going on behind the scenes over the past week well, or so. It's, it's whoever's got purple, right? It's whoever. Offers that was a, a prerequisite, uniform. right? Theoretically. Yes. <laughs> um, I played in purple and gold in high school. Shout out to the Daphne Trojan. Okay, okay. So, um, so you're one color man. Yeah. Well, two colors. Strictly red, white, and blue because I played in college. But other than that, it's been purple and gold. Since I <laughs> so no, nah, man, it's been awesome. But like for free agency, you know, you feel all these calls when most of your agent feels all these calls and uh, he's just saying these, these teams have interest. These teams have interest. And, you know, for, you know, you kind of mold things over. You look at their, you know, their roster and everything. But um, once he told me Baltimore was interested, like everything dropped. Really? So I was like, oh, hmm, okay, how's that going to work? So he talked me through some things. And um, obviously, you know, everybody got cap issues or however they move moving out the roster. And um, once they told me that they were seriously interested, I was like, oh, I'm, that's where I need to go. So um, I got a text from a DM from CoCap. Anthony <laughs> Levine, and he's like, "Dude, we need you back." I was like, "Say no more." That's awesome. Nice. We got we have a new uh, come to the Ravens. The official recruiter is yeah. Anthony Levine. Now. <laughs> oh, did Tony Jefferson hit you up? I feel like he's the unofficial recruiter too. Yeah, he probably did. Like I said, my DMs once everything broke was like insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, nah, man. It's uh, like I said, TJ's awesome. Obviously, yeah. I'm, I was super glad to see him just sign back. Yeah, and yeah. play well last year. So um. No, he's probably the best recruiter I've seen just <laughs> from like the two years I played with him. He yeah. really, really like it's deep on the internet. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So what what is it about like Baltimore? You know, obviously from your first day that stuck with you. That said, you know what? Like if I get the chance to come back mm-hmm. here, this is going to be the place. Bar none, done deal. Oh man, it's just the culture, and uh, you know you hear a lot of people talk about it. Ray Lewis, Elodie Nada. Um, Albert McClellan, you, you hear all the guys who've played here just talk about how special this place is, how family-oriented this place is. Um, you know, everything happens for a reason. But, you know, when you go and you see other different cultures and see how different things are done, um, like I said, for me, I just knew I missed this place. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, I was doing well in Minneapolis, everybody took great care of me there. It was nothing like that. But I just knew, like, you know, watching Ravens games on my off days or even mm-hmm. when, like, um, you know, I set out for COVID. Right. I've always made sure I caught the Ravens games and I'm just <laughs> talking to the boys. Like I said, I never lost contact with these guys. Yeah. And um, like I said, Miss Val has been texting me like even when I left. So um, <laughs> no, it's just like I said, I made such great bonds here. Um, mm-hmm. It was just so it was a no brainer. So um, like I said, this culture is special. Obviously, being a defensive lineman, the legacy here, the lineage here. Um, obviously, you know, Brandon is out in free agency now, but just the things I've learned from him and. You know what I'm saying? Being under like guys like Eric Weddle, um, mm-hmm. playing with guys like LG, Terrell Suggs, 
you know, Haloti Nada came back a few times. I learned and I chose 97 because of Kelly Gregg. So, like, like I said, I, I you know I your know, Ravens history. I know my history, <laughs> but like I said, it's super important to me. And like yeah. I said, a lot of those guys feel the same way, and that's why they tend to come back. Yeah. How are you a different player now as to, as opposed to when you left? Um, I think I got better in my pass rush. So statistically, you can see it. Um, I only played eight games, but I had three sacks. That's right. Career high. Right. So um, no, I said yeah, it's, yeah, I doubled. Yeah, <laughs> I did here. So, uh, <laughs> no, man, it, it's just a blessing to be able in a different scheme and just learn different things. Yeah. And uh, sometimes you need that to grow. But um, like I said, for me, um, I had an opportunity to go to a different scheme, and it was just more responsibility. But, you know, necessary, we didn't, I didn't have to have this responsibility. We had Zadarius Smith inside. Mm-hmm. We had Lawrence Guy in front of me. We had Brandon in front of me. We had people who would kick down like Pernell McPhee to three technique and all right. this kind of thing. So when you get in those sub packages, we got so many guys that can roll. I came in when Timmy Jernigan was here, and he was mm-hmm. a machine. Um, so, like I said, we had Brent Urban, and we can go on and on <laughs> with the guys. But, um, no, this was something I was never asked to do. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that's a great thing as an organization. You don't have to get that out of everybody. But um, over there, I had to do it. And um, that's something I took pride in and I worked really hard at. And I got some results off the field, um, on the on the field of play. And uh, that's something I'm looking forward to continuing now. So coaches this time around, they say, all right, your role is going to be a little bit different now. Now we're, like, signing you to get after the pass rusher or after the quarterback a little uh, bit more. Yeah, we hadn't got deep into it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to remind them, you know, I got an ability. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just need to throw me out there a little bit. I'll find my way. Yeah. Obviously, I got to relearn the plays and everything. But I'm for sure going to be lobbying for it now. For yeah. Sure. Well, I feel like that's kind of the way the NFL is going, too. You yeah. know, as it becomes more and more of a passing league. Right. And, and now, like you said, Brandon's a free agent. Like, you know, they kind of, I feel like the Ravens want to improve the interior pass rush, and, and, and you can definitely do that. Like you said, three sacks in eight games, that's, that's pretty good production right there. Yeah, yeah, no, man. Like I said, it's just about, you know, evolving. Yeah. You know, not only staying the same and doing what you're good at, but just reaching every avenue and trying to better yourself in each avenue. What I loved was last year, so it was your first game back in, I wrote this down, one year, eight months, and two days. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you took off the one year because of COVID concerns. Come out against the Bengals and sack Joe Burrow twice. Yep. That's what I like. Two sacks <laughs> against the Bengals. We, we could use some more of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah no, definitely, man. Like I said, um, you know, I, I worried a, a lot about just having that time off. And, you know, yeah. I kind of let the media get in my head. Oh, it's been like 500 days since he's played in a football <laughs> game. But, you know, sometimes I have to remind myself. I came back to OTAs and it, did, it felt like right. riding a bike. Right. So, um no, uh, we yeah, I came out hot. Like I said, unfortunately, I got hurt in week four. But um, no, nah, man, I I got more pressures than I ever have in eight games. I got a lot of stuff done. Right. So um, you know, for me now, it's just about staying healthy. Obviously, leading, but um, just vying for those opportunities and proving I, I belong on the field when they when they come. So you know, it's kind of interesting. Your your journey since you left here is is unique in mm-hmm. that you had the year out because of of COVID, and then last year you, you had the injury and that you know sidelines you. You know, is it like, do you feel as you come back here that like you you just didn't play a lot of football elsewhere? And it's like, all right, like in some ways, 
that's good. Like not as many miles off, you know, the, the tires there. And that right. can be a good thing in terms of like your longevity in this game. And, and you're coming back here like almost fresh in a certain sense. <laughs> yeah. No, man, like I said, uh, especially for guys who, who've been in my position, 28, 29, if you've seven years in the league, you pretty, pretty banged up. Right. <laughs> um, that was my first real injury. Um, like I said, I didn't require surgery or anything, but just uh, that was the most time I ever missed. Outside of me rolling the ankle, maybe my fourth year, I may miss two or three games. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I didn't miss any, really. So, um, no, nah, man, it, like I said, my body feels good. Um, throughout the year COVID, I picked up like a PT in my home. Um, I've done a lot of different stuff diet-wise and everything. Picked up Pilates and yoga. That served me really, really well. Um, as far as my muscles go and everything like that. So, um, like I said, I had a year off, but I did a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, nah, I think it's definitely made me better. It's going to make me better for the, the, the stretch I have here. And, um, no, nah, it's a blessing. Well, what was that year like for you? Because, like, as a football player, like, you guys are regimented. Like, right. you know, every every week you have practice at this time. The game's going to be at this time. Right. The bus, And then all of a sudden it's like you're – it's all removed. Yeah. It, and, like, just what was that, that year off like for you? Um, at first, like the first three or four months while everybody was in camp in the first couple of games, like it was like, just like nerve wracking and mm-hmm. just super, super like unsettled. Um, you know, once I got over the fact that we're not playing football this year, I need to make the best out of my time. Um, it, it became a joy. So obviously I kept working out. I got into like, I got to do like squat tober, big weight. So <laughs> if you don't know what squat tober is, you probably don't lift enough. But, um, nope. <laughs> First time I've ever heard of that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, my, my lifters know exactly what squat tober is, but no, for me, it was just like, like a lot of personal discovery. Um, a lot of things that I, you know, put on the back burner because I was playing football and, um, just sacrificed that time, you know, obviously to, you know, deal with football and, you know, explore the best and pay, put myself in the best position for football. I got to, uh, you know, enjoy my family. I got to learn about investing in different types of things and, um, just put my hands in different things. And, you know, obviously we don't play this game for forever. Um, I like to rely it, relay it to like, um, early snapshot of retirement, if you will. So, um, I got into a lot of different things, um, start asking some questions about different things post football. But, um, the thing that most stuck out for me, um, just missing a year was just how much I still had love for the game mm. and watching those games really, really hurt. So, um, uh, obviously most people, if they sit out a year, they're hurt. And they physically can't play. Mm-hmm. But me feeling well and feeling able-bodied and sitting there watching, like, dang, did I just blow this? Did I make the right decision? You know, obviously I had, like, upper respiratory issues, and that's why I opted out. Right. But, um, no, nah, man, it was a lot of personal discovery, and it just really showed me how much love I have for football. And, you know, when that's out of your life, that takes up, you know, 85% of your time. Um, it's a lot of time to do some other things. So, like I said, for me it was personal discovery. Um learning some things and trying to figure out some things else out of football, but it was awesome. That's were, great. Were there any poor souls that had to like try to block you, you know, in your backyard <laughs> as you weren't getting those snaps? <laughs> no, man, like I said, I, I got to do a lot of different stuff lifting wise. So uh, it had been a while since i had done like full fledged Olympic lifting. Right. So I got to do that stuff. That's how I got into weightlifting. Um, I bought a dog and he took up so much time. <laughs> you got my, any tips? I'm getting a dog in a month here. Any tips for a puppy? Um, yes. Set up your like your crating and like pre uh potty training stuff early. Ooh, okay. Ooh. So you don't have those problems. So I had like the little um 
the little pat the mats when the little puppy pads or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> you train them there, and then like I watched a ton. Like I said, I had no job for a year. So <laughs> I got to watch like every YouTube video, all this kind of stuff. Like all the top dog trainers, they do stuff on Instagram and stuff. So um, no, nah, like I said, Princeton is my son. He's a standard poodle. Uh, he's a year and some change. But um, the first couple months, especially since I didn't have football, I had a lot of time with him. And it was rough at times, but he was a smart dog. He picked it up quick. All right, good. Good to know. I'm just imagining you being like a dog trainer, doing the yoga, doing Olympic weightlifting. This is quite the mental image I got going on. I can't believe you. So yoga for you, like I can't. I probably am like four or five inches from touching my toes. Mm-hmm. Are you? You're like nimble as ever now doing the yoga. I'm pretty stuff? good. We oh, all right. Your fiance is yeah, not no, nervous. No, no, She's no. vouching for you. There is. I have a video. What was that called? Where you put your hands on your knees? Yeah, it's a crow pose. You have to look it up. A crow pose. Um, okay. For anybody that's over like two twenty five, it's probably hard. Okay. So um, no, man. I I gained a lot of core strength, but like I said, yoga was something just a release for me mentally. Right. Um, like, before Sunday games, I would just go ride my Peloton, do some yoga, sit in the sauna, and then I'd watch the games just to be, like, get the jitters out. And, you know, right. obviously you miss a year. It's rough. So um, that was my little pregame routine before sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> a little different. Nice, yeah. nice. What? I, who are you kind of excited to really line up with now in this defense as this defensive line turns over a little bit? You know, Justin yeah. Matabike is, is a newer player here right. now to us. Right. Like, have you watched him? Are you really excited to kind of get be part of this younger unit that they're rebuilding on the line? Yeah, I mean, anytime you're in the league, you know, older guys, you know, you get phased out at some point. So, um, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've, I've, like I said, I've been pretty, I rarely miss the Ravens game. So, yeah. I've seen him for sure. Um, I'm excited to see Derek Wolf in person. Yeah. Um, Duke can ball. I've seen him in Denver, obviously. Um, I've seen what Jason Oway did. I first got turned on to him before you drafted him. Yeah. Um, at the combine and, or the pro day or whatever. And he's like a four three yeah. or something. Yeah. This guy. Like, what on earth is that? <laughs> <laughs> Defensive line? That's right. a linebacker? So, what? Uh, no, dude, dude was a physical specimen. He had a really good rookie year. Um, Justin Metabike is a pretty, pretty physical specimen, this kind mm-hmm. of guy. And, uh, he can move. He can really, really move. So, um, obviously, they're, they're excited about him. Right. I'm excited to meet him and work with him. Um, no, nah, man, it's just about putting myself back where I'm supposed to be at the nose guard position and, you know, developing chemistry with everyone. Yeah. Last one for me, Mike, is when you're making this decision, I got to believe, knowing the culture here and also where you are in your career, that going to a team that you feel like has the potential to win – Definitely. And win it all, like, that's got to be a factor. In, and is that the expectation that you're going to compete in that Definitely. regard? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, like I said, man, I'm 29. I signed a three-year deal for all intents and purposes. That's it. So, um, um, no, nah, man, um, this time in the league has been awesome. But um, I got a, a short window of time to play with in this game. And um, obviously me coming here and knowing the pieces we have here personally. You know, you can see things on TV, you know, people talk about people's chemistry on other teams. But me knowing I've seen Lamar two years, I know Ronnie, I know all the leaders on this team well, like personally. Mm-hmm. So um, obviously I know the scheme and I know where I fit within that thing. So um, like I said, for me, I didn't have time to waste. This was not a time for me to sign a three-year deal. But, oh, I, well, if we don't win here, I'll play next year. Mm-hmm. Another year, fourth year somewhere else. Now, for me, I got three years to get it done here, and I probably will not be like Eric Weddle and unretired. <laughs> <laughs> unless there, unless I happen not to win the Super Bowl or something crazy going on. But, uh, <laughs> like I said, man, now, nah, for me, for all intents and purposes, this will be my last three years in the league, and I'm going to give it everything I got. But um, most importantly – I'm in a position now to be on a great defense and be in a position to chase a ring. 
Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you, Michael. For Appreciate sure, it, man. Appreciate you back. It. Yeah. Absolutely. I enjoyed it, man. Looking forward to this more often. Awesome. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, All good. right. All right. Thanks to Michael. And I want fans to know that the sports landscape's always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports. There's still daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have some skin in the game. So what you do, each player has a salary associated with drafting them. You assemble a lineup of players under that salary cap, and then you sit back and watch your points pile up. So what you can do is you go and get the DraftKings app. Download that today and sign up using the code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code on the DraftKings app is Flock. So it was just great to catch up with Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's a, he's a really likable guy. I enjoyed the time with him when he was here previously. And you can tell that he's fired up to be back here. Totally. So it's interesting to think about the Ravens' defensive line as it stands now, right? I mean, you have some options. Defensive tackle looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you Michael Pierce. You have Justin Matabike. You have Broderick Washington coming back. Aaron Crawford, another young player, nose tackle. You know, now Jelly. Ellis just signed with the New York Giants, um, so he's out of the picture. But I, I like the Ravens' depth and, and, and talent at defensive tackle. Brandon Williams is still a free agent. Remains to be seen what happens with him exactly um, and what his market is like out there. Um, but, you know, defensive end, I think, is still a little bit of a question mark as of now. You have Calais Campbell still sitting out on the market. You have Derek Wolf. Uh, who's now coming off the hip surgery. So uh, I think that I like what the Ravens have done on the defensive line so far, but I wouldn't say that they're done. No, I I do not think that they're done. And I go back to what Eric DaCosta has said a couple of times now in that the Ravens want to inject some youth to the defensive line. So I think that the draft is going to be a spot where they hit that maybe a few times. Like I could see a couple of defensive linemen selected. They they could go early. I mean, they could. you You know my guy, Trayvon Walker. Well, yeah, now I see him going, what, second overall in Jeremiah's latest mock? It's getting out of control. Jordan Davis is the other one, obviously, uh, the big guy from Georgia who had a great combine. Travis Jones from Connecticut. Yeah, so I could see them addressing D-line. from Georgia. Yeah, there's like five Georgia guys. You're like, yeah. all right, just pick take your pick one of the Georgia guys. Exactly. Throw a I'll dart. Take, I'll take a Georgia guy. <laughs> I, I just, feel that way about their entire defense. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I, I think that – they're not done. I, I definitely think they're going to end up yeah. adding. And, and I think that with, with Michael, one thing uh, that, I, that I really like about him, and, and he talked about this, is he does feel like he's going to bring a little more pass rush. And I'll be curious to see if the Ravens kind of try to unlock that a little mm-hmm. bit because when he was here previously, may not have needed it. Right. Where now it's more of a need, um, especially as Tyus Bowser's coming back from, from the torn Achilles. So the Ravens may rely on him to get the quarterback a little bit more. Three sacks in eight games, you know, it's not like you're putting up monster numbers there, but mm-hmm. that's a career high for him. And I think that, you know, if he can get between five and seven sacks, like that would really help well, his defense in a in a yeah. big way. Yeah, I mean, I think that that Michael Pierce is a defensive tackle that's more suited for the, today's game, right? Like you, the Ravens still need somebody to stuff the run. You know, like you can't just. You can't just have me and you out there on the defensive line. Like, if you have a problem, if you have a weak defensive line and you're getting run on, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't stop the run, and, and as, as much as it's become a passing league, that mentality is not going to change in Baltimore. Like, you have to be able to stop the run because then you allow those cornerbacks to kind of feast in third and ten and third and long situations, right? Um, so 
the Ravens still need Michael Pierce to come in and, and be a premier run defender first and foremost. Justin Matabike also needs to be good against the run, but I still think that he's probably the Ravens' top interior pass rusher. But it'll be interesting to see if Michael Pierce is on the field for more of those reps now. If they don't have somebody like uh, Zadarius Smith, who he mentioned previously in his first stint with the Ravens, that would kind of come inside. A Pernell McPhee, who would come down mm-hmm. and, and kind of rush interior and then let that gave the Ravens the ability to get another outside linebacker on the field, right? Like those guys could kind of collapse inside on third down for your pass rushers package. Right. Um, if the Ravens don't necessarily have that, that guy, now maybe they draft that guy or, or whatever, then I could see some more reps on third down or, or whatever from Michael Pierce. I mean, really you're hoping he gets a lot of those sacks on first and second down, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. like play action sacks or, or, or whatever you, he's in there to stop the run, but they end up throwing and he still blows up the pocket. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you that if he and Matabike both can provide good, solid rush up the middle, that can do a lot to help the the Ravens' outside pass rush as yeah, well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think it all it all kind of goes together. And like he said, the, there was the the expectation was different. You know, like there was Terrell Suggs, you know, earlier mm-hmm. in his career. Mm-hmm. There was Zadarius Smith. Like you had these other guys that where he didn't need to go and provide really any pass rush. That wasn't what was asked right, of him. Right. So that he was like a Brandon backup essentially. Yeah. And that responsibility could change and likely will change. And I think that he'll be able to to get after the quarterback a little bit. So I'm excited to have him back. I, I mean, just chatting with him a little bit before and after. He's really fired up to be here. I just think he's somebody that fits this team. Um, you know, he was an undrafted guy who made a career here, yep. got a big payday in Minnesota, and then comes back here on this three-year contract. And I think that he's he recognizes that, that he kind of grew up here. And yeah. I think that – returning means a lot to him. Well, he, he got the juggernaut nickname because he was just like blowing up people in practice. That's actually when it started from Terrell Suggs. Yeah. And, and it is, he, he's like that kind of explosive player where, you know, you're not used to seeing like wild plays by a defensive tackle, but sometimes you see Michael Pierce just straight toss a dude. And <laughs> yeah. like, that's, it, it's just kind of exciting to have that kind of presence in the middle. For sure. So he's not the only undrafted guy uh, who the Ravens re-signed. Also added Patrick Ricard, not added, re-signed Patrick Ricard this week. Uh, and we got Patrick Ricard. Yep. And so you're going to get a chance to hear him on the podcast. The, the podcast guests just keep rolling on. Ray Same. Lewis, Shashi Brown, Michael Pierce. And then coming up uh, a little bit later, uh, in a few days, we're going to have Patrick Ricard. So, And then it's April. That's draft season. And then it's draft then season. Then we got to start getting our, our uh, draft experts to get DJ on. Yeah. Get our guy Mel on. Yes. It's an annual pod. Absolutely. So looking forward to that. Anyway, you can always reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And we will be back with you next week.